Manx Radio's Countryside is brought to you by NFU Mutual. Hello and welcome to another Countryside here on Manx Radio. I'm Simon Clark. And I'm Kiri Kermood. Well, we hear from a couple more people that I caught up with from the Bolliger Plower Match at Peel. I talked to Central Mart's auctioneer Peter Quayle about recent events. And I chat to Tamsin Cormode from Little Meadow Farm, who are one of the newbies at the Ramsey Farmers Market. Well, Kerry, welcome again. Uh, this Tuesday, we're back here on Manx Radio, and it's uh, Lamentar. I think I've heard the sound of lambs, haven't I? You have indeed, uh, yeah. There's a few getting about the island now. Most of them will be still indoors, given this unfavourable weather at the moment. It's terribly wet underfoot, Simon, but the countryside is still quite green. Temperatures have stayed fairly mild, so it won't be long before they're all skipping about out there. No, and one man who's very knowledgeable about the uh, agricultural world, being the Central Marts or auctioneer and a farmer himself great pedigree in the quail family as well and i popped along to balagrangi farm to talk to peter about a marvelous nomination that he's just received peter firstly uh congratulations i must go in order um quite an honor to be uh, appointed captain of the parish of maloo uh, yes it is um, it was nice to, to be nominated and uh, when the governor came to speak in interview i was uh, a little bit humbled, and uh, but um, we're certainly going to do our best for the uh, for Maloo. Tough to carry on because obviously uh, Roy Gallen, who sadly passed away last year. Um, Roy, again, another knowledgeable and likable chap, and well respected. So uh, must make it even more special to be asked to to carry on from from uh, Roy. Yes, it does. We spoke before, and uh, Roy's amazing. He worked, I've worked with him for 50 years at the Mart, and uh, he was one of the best to support me as I came and took over auctioneering from Noel Kringle. So um, I've always had the utmost respect for Roy and his family. So, as you say, it's an honour to follow Roy Gelling. Yeah, and I think one of the things I wasn't too sure about this uh, was the, the involvement of... Sir John Lorimer, the, the island's governor at the moment, um, how much the governor of the Isle of Man is involved in these sort of processes? Uh, when he came to say, to say hello, and um, I'd been unwell for a little while, so I think he was just checking out to make sure I was going to carry on and uh, uh, had a good chat, but it is purely his decision to decide, and he said there were some good nominations, and he would uh, let us know in due course, so I was delighted when he said that I had been to be appointed. What's the involvement, uh, what's it involved doing? I mean, looking after everyone, keeping an eye on things, what's the sort of role in, in tail? A very old-fashioned, it's a, like an honorary title. Uh, it used to be to gather up the militia if there was going to be any invasions and keep an eye on and, and protect the parish. I think uh, requisition meetings, It's there's an involvement in that and to maybe chair some of the requisition meetings or if anybody gets some nomination, eh, not nominations, signatures together and they want a meeting about anything, then I could organise that as well. Um, because the airport is in the Maloo Parish, I think if any royalty arrive, it's supposed to meet them. Um, Tim will day. That could be a job fitting in Tim all day because they always do crunkhardy sports. <laughs> <laughs> could be a tricky one. Yeah. <laughs> But, but great history of your family in this area as well, Peter. <laughs> right. Uh, when the governor asked and uh, when he explained some of the uh, possible 
what needed to be done or what was expected. And he said, what, what do you think? So I said to him, well, um, my grandfather was captain of the parish of Moran, and my father was captain of the parish of Moran, and my uncle Henry was captain of the darts team. <laughs> <laughs> and the governor says, oh, I think that's a different league. But um, I think we've got an amazing governor and his wife, so that makes it a bit more special as well. Well, a wonderful uh, accolade to be asked to take over with the pedigree of the Quail family uh, in years gone by as captains of the parish, and I'm sure he'll do a fantastic job for Malou. He's well-respected. He knows a lot about uh, the land, as we were talking about, and everything, doesn't he? He has a great family support network there as well, a great wife and daughters. I'm sure they'll be all very, very proud of him. known Peter all of my life, um, always a friendly face, and a very welcoming person to all that's new to agriculture and I'm certain that he'll be welcoming everyone that's new to the island now in that new role that he has. Indeed. Well, last week uh, you were at the ploughing matches, of course, Kiri, and uh, we didn't have time to play them last week, but you caught up with a, a couple of others. I did indeed. It's always great getting out to the Manx traditional events and the ploughing is always so well supported and such an important role within agriculture. Some people has a bit of a hobby now as they've retired, but one couple who really do enjoy the ploughing is David and Nicola Ronsley, who run the heavy horses. So I caught up with them first. I'm joined now with uh, David and Nicola Ronsley that normally have the horses here ploughing. It is a bit of a windy old day, David. Is this why I've left them at home? <laughs> yeah, well... And all, all week it's been icy as well, Kiri, yeah. so uh, we haven't been able to get the horses out for exercise at all, and now it's windy and raining, so we decided to leave them at home. And that said, they would need to run the steam off them a bit to settle them into what the intricate detail you'd need for the ploughing competition, yeah. I suppose. The better, the better kept in regular work, so they go steadier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely. And there's a bit of change with the horses this year, Nicola. Um, new one at the front. Yeah, we've just got our two contours now, Elle and Tom Pett. Um, unfortunately, we lost Duke to colic in March, and he's very much missed, yeah. especially on the ploughing. Absolutely. like We had the pleasure of meeting him a number of times, and that steady pace and brought home quite a number of first prizes. He did indeed as well, and Tom Pett, she's, she's not really her thing, ploughing, but she puts <laughs> up with it. But I have promised her when her days are over, we've got another horse maybe that will get her out. She can have a bit of fun with someone else. She can, she can go hunting and hacking and driving out and get that speed up that she likes. She's a speed demon, this Tom Pet. <laughs> so you hanging on to the back of the plough across the field, isn't that then? <laughs> Sometimes it has been known and poor David can have his arms yeah, ripped out at times yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and how will the pace affect the plough? If your horses go nice and steady it means that the ploughman's got more chance to do mind little adjustments and so you get a need to job done if you can go steady yeah. and obviously they have to go straight because if the horses don't go straight well you might as well not bother. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you train her originally you know because it, they're bought as young horses you've got to bring them on. Yeah, she was um, broken in initially lightly by her old owners before we bought her here. And then we built her up to more and more weight and then we're working in a pair. But we've never managed to get that speed down on her. 
So she she does actually really well to plough because she she does like to get going. And unfortunately at the moment David's having to do a lot of leading with her in the front, walking backwards. We don't like doing that because it spoils the look. Yeah. And really, I should be taking the reins myself and doing it all myself, but with them two, not a chance. <laughs> <laughs> well, give it a couple of years, we might see a different yes. different outlook. Yeah. But I think there might, there might be one or two new horses coming up in the not too distant. Oh, that's interesting. Next couple of years, hopefully, yeah, we'll get two younger, slightly taller ones and don't know what we're getting yet so it'd be a surprise for us as well. These, these girls are both 16 now so they're, they're getting on in years. And they yeah. don't look at though do they? I don't know what 16 is supposed to look like but they just look <laughs> so young and fit. Well they're eligible for veteran classes in most shows now so. <laughs> <laughs> a bit like myself then. <laughs> but that said the love for ploughing it's clearly still here you're visiting oh, yeah. today at Balagur. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we had to come and get the bath, didn't we? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, it gives us a chance to look at other people's ploughing because we don't usually do that because we're competing ourselves. That said, you're taking a look at everyone else's ploughing, Nicola. Do you come up against some of the tractors in some of your competition? Yes, I did last week. Um, there is a horse class at most matches, but there is also an opportunity for best butt or plot on field. I tend to try and get that these days because there's no one else ploughing with horses. So it gives me something to aim for. And, and that's the thing, isn't it? It can get quite a bit monotonous coming winning the same class. But there you are, clearly a competitive person wanting to get stuck in with the rest. There are prizes for the best start, as we call it the best buy and the best finish, which is the best clash. And then, like Nicholas says, the best butt on the field. So even if you're the only team of horses, there's still things to compete for. Oh, yeah, and yeah. to be honest, they're a lot harder to win than to win the horse class, even if there are other people with horses. Ah, <laughs> see, yeah, the competitive spirit here. Yeah. <laughs> How long will it take you to get ready for a plough match? Um, well, we're getting them ready all week, from one week, one match to the next, really. Yeah. We just do it a bit at a time now. We have the harness clean at night. David does maintains the plough, sharpens bits on it, new bolts, etc. So, and he gets the horses out in the week, exercise and try to get that fizz off Tompec. Yeah. Um, so we, it was an all-week thing, really, and we work as well. And we've got some really lovely videos on the Manx Radio's website of the, the Duke uh, uh, and the pair of horses there yeah. ploughing away with the two of you. Yeah. And our listeners love to see it. So, yeah, <laughs> keep up that good work. We appreciate yeah, well, we'll it all. We, we try our best. We're the only ones doing it now. So we went across to Somerset last autumn. So it's a bit of a shock having 13 other teams to compete against. So oh, wow. It was great, though. It was lovely. Yeah, we enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. And it's making them connections with other people. Yeah. And, mm. and, you know, the, the questions that you may have, you've got somebody to ask yes. now as well. Well, I was, before I met Nicola, back in the 90s, I was ploughing across when I lived mm. in, the, in England. And uh, funnily enough, that even 20-odd years later, I'm still meeting people who are, were ploughing then. Wow, yeah. yeah. It gets in your skin, doesn't oh, yeah. it, clearly? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really, really special. And like I was saying to Dennis, you know, it's part of our history and our heritage, where it all began and mm. how vital the horses were to farm life. Oh, yeah. They did just about everything. Ploughing, mm. seeds, drilling, harrowing, even taking the farmer to market yeah. and Bison. church. So they did everything. Yeah. 
Well, anyway, keep up the good work, the pair of you. Yeah, we look we'll forward try. to seeing you out with the next yeah, one. Hopefully at the Manx style match. In two weeks. In two weeks. Mm. 3rd of February. Shenhara, 3rd of February. Yeah. There yeah. we go. Get yourselves down there. Well, Steady, you're always at these plower matches. How is today going? Yeah, it's been a challenging field, but could have been worse. Yeah, it looks tacky enough. Yeah, with the rain there's been, it is a bit sticky. Mm. Um, nice field, no stones. Do you go on a bit quicker as no stones or no problems, or does it take mostly the same amount of time each match? With it being blowing cold and raining, there's um, a fair <laughs> click down today, to be honest. So. Yeah, are you pleased with the butt today? Yeah, it's been a bit of a struggle, and uh, I've probably done lots better in the past, but um, you do get these days. So, yeah. Yeah. How many years have you been taking part in the ploughing now? Quite a lot, I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah, started when I was 15, so, yeah. yeah. And how did you get involved? Yeah, I think it was uh, Billy Commod asked if I wanted to um, have a go, and uh, this for my first year, I uh, started off with Harold Lease, and... Um, Harold kind of started me off in, in my first year and then uh, after that me, me uncle Walter um, came with me for a number of years after that helped me and that's how I got started. So today are you out there on your own or do you have a teammate? Uh, no, no, ploughing on my own, um, ploughed on my own for quite a few years now, just uh, went away quite a number of years ago ploughing in the British National and European Championships and you got to plough on your own away there so thought I may as well get sense. used to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what about your young fella Charlie? Is he showing an interest now? He'll be getting up. Yeah, he's not really old enough to be driving a tractor at a plower match yet, but um, does enjoy the uh, scratching about helping me at home. Yeah. This is it. We were talking there to Dennis before and we were saying how important they're getting a good seed bed for the crops is. Now, going back a week or two there now, Steady, uh, the Manx Grassland Society had their awards and you come out on top with some of your haylage this year. For the second year in a run, by the sound of it. Uh, yeah, there's um, probably more good luck than good management, but um, <laughs> judges must have, must have liked it somehow or another, so yeah. Well, how did that go? You know, obviously a young crop of grass is what brings out the best in the haylages, and, you know, a good seed bed important for that? Yeah, well, when we're reseeding, we're always ploughing up and uh, trying to get it as, as good as possible and get a good take of seeds, and then uh, we're only really cutting, uh, as you say, young young seeds in the first or second year really for, for the haylage we're making there's um, we've got quite a lot of clover and various things in the mix just trying to make stuff with fairly decent protein in it um, feed quite a bit of it to use coming up to lambing and it's, well this time of year you need you need oh, I, decent yeah. fodder, you can't just be bailing up any old rubbish. So. No, no. And where you are steady up in, in Regaby there, north of the island, it can be dry enough how did you manage this year? Not too bad really, there's um, Struggled getting turnips established, but um, it was too dry for them. But uh, the rest of it managed all right, really. This, um, for the north, we're probably one of the damper farms, really. So. And how are you finding this new sort of well, modern take on the seeds now? Different varieties of grasses, different uh, types of plants that they're, they're going back a bit in, in sort of the species. Are you embracing any of those that are deeper rooted for the drought weathers? Or you know, is that something you might be looking at? I don't think we ever really got round to being modern at Ballyocky. We're kind of only doing what we were doing sort of years and years ago in Father and Walter's time, and apparently it's the in thing these days. But uh, <laughs> uh, 
Um, You're ahead of the game. <laughs> yeah, apparently it's uh, all kind of come a full circle, hasn't it? There we go. That was Alan Radcliffe, or Steady Al, um, for the second year in a row winning the Hailage competition at the Grassland Society Awards. And before them, the very passionate uh, David and Nicola Rawnsley with the heavy horses that do the ploughing. We left to start uh, renaming them Adrian Mole with that diary there, Kiri, <laughs> won't we, eh? This is yeah, it. The secrets to success. This is absolutely it. Steady Al's uh, big ledger came out for that winning formula for the Hailage competition. And what a great passion that he has for farming. And it can't be easy farming with the drought or the drying that the north has. Uh, well, you'd know better than I do, but up at Regabee, it dries out hard in the summers, doesn't it? It does, but uh, he's, uh, he's such a character, Al, and he's steady old head on him, and I suppose that's why he's, he's nicknamed <laughs> Steady, but he's always enthusiastic. He spent a lot of time uh, with the young farmers over the years. He's, he's, he supports uh, as many local uh, agricultural events and everything that he can. He absolutely yeah. does, and he's, he's a great person to spend five minutes with the knowledge that he has and and just the ways that they have up there the old ways that clearly do work and sometimes it has to go full circle to prove that uh, some of the old ways are still the very best indeed you're listening to countryside here on manx radio with kiri kermode and myself simon clark well, I often pop along to the farmers' markets and I went up north to have a look around the Ramsey Farmers' Market and I caught up with one of the new stall displayers that was there on the Saturday afternoon and I spoke to Tamsin Cormode and she runs the Little Meadow Farms. So this is our second week here. We've come down with our free-range pork, our free-range eggs and also Honeyman's honey products. Now, it's something that the, the Manx public are a lot of them are getting more you know into the homegrown stuff knowing where the food is coming from and that seems a really important thing in this day and age definitely um from how the animals were raised how they were fed how they how they've been kept really is um starting to become a lot more important to people um and obviously the quality of the food that that you're getting from that how satisfying is it now to to be here on the stand? A lot of people have come in and uh, buying the eggs and the, and the meat. It's it's actually really great because um, we've had a few people that have come back this week that bought pork last week and said how how great it's been and the eggs how how delicious they've been. So when you've you've watched these animals being born and you're like to know that you've produced something that is good quality and that people are enjoying it's actually a really good feeling yeah and it's something unique these farmers markets like this and i suppose with only your second week here uh, the manx public they're always a little bit skeptical until till they get to know you and i've noticed this week when i've come in uh, a lot more people have have come back and sort of to see you again and getting to know you which is i suppose from your side of it not just rearing the animals and the eggs yourselves but to actually get a chance to chat to the public about it is important as well. Oh no, it, it is it is great because I know I can answer any questions about these animals. I can tell you when these pigs were born. I can I can tell you their history, and people do want to know that they are asking that, and it's also nice conversations to have. Um, you, you know, people it's great conversations yeah yeah, yeah, people do uh, come to these sort of ones it's it's so different than selling it to somewhere big and it's sitting on the shelf you don't get that interaction no no i think that's definitely a lot less personal um so 
for example, someone said, you know, do you do this? And we're like, no, but we can. You know, if someone has a particular cut that they'd like, we can, you know, get in touch and we can we can arrange that when the next lot of pigs go in. Um, how did you get into the farmers market here? I mean, it's uh, it's usually quite busy, and when it's outside, there isn't much space. Um, yeah, no, I just um, popped down and had a chat with Albie, and he gave me the forms. It was it was really simple. I just needed to get a bit of paperwork together. And yeah, no, it was it was really easy, and the the people here are so friendly as well. I've, you know, there's no, I want to say clickiness. There's it's nothing like that. It's everyone seems to be really friendly and nice, and the customers that have been here, they're they're very much, very been very lovely as well. Yeah. Well, you've been at it a few years now, uh, rearing the pigs and the and the hens. I mean, how difficult is it? Um, well, it's a massive commitment. <laughs> I'd say more than difficulty. I mean, the most thing that makes it difficult is just the weather at the moment, for example, uh, because m- the pigs do turn up the ground because they are outdoors. Um, they will be outdoors all year round. Um, and it does get knee deep in mud in some areas um, in the lower parts of their fields. Um, but I, yeah, no, it, it does become fun and it is, it is nice because you, you get to see them outdoors doing what they do. They do naturally um, running around causing trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's a few people like that around, I tell you as well. But, I mean, the hen side of it as well and the eggs, I mean, on a beautiful morning, not saying there's been many lately, but on a beautiful morning when you lie in bed and the sun's coming up and hear the, uh, the chickens and all outside and the hens... It's a, it's a, it's a rural feeling, isn't it? Yeah, especially we we've got cockerels as well, um, because they they cockadoodle-doo. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so they uh, they help protect the the hens as well. So we do have a lot of uh, birds of prey. Um, my my children, um, <laughs> they do chase the children off. Um, but yeah, no, it's it is it's lovely up there, and you can just sit and watch them having their dust baths. Um, having their arguments having their social interactions with each other um it's yeah it's it's it is nice to get away and 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 just take five minutes out and watch it all yeah is it a difficult side of it or are you used to it now when you when you rear in the pigs and then you've got to obviously put them into the business side yeah it it's i see I've, I've never done anything like this before since before we started this and it was very hard at first but you kind of it's an acceptance of yeah, life in a way isn't I, it? I know they've had a good life um, whereas there's different ways to raise them where it's they're in a happy environment aren't they yeah yeah so I know my pigs have had a great life um, I know that one likes his head scratch that one just wants to be a pain <laughs> in the neck um, and you know I you have to distance yourself a little bit from it and detach from it otherwise you do just get very attached to them and yeah it's a hard one it's it's very hard <laughs> yeah well that's why i sort of asked the question but it, it's great it's great to see you here though um a, a newbie to the community here in ramsey but uh on the coast uh, on the um road from the Bretney road there in Jerby yes. uh, you, you've got a little um, honesty shop there but we do we've got a little honesty box uh, where you can get our eggs um, also Honeyman's product and also um, the pumpkin fields IOM they put a bit of their veg in there and just ticks over and it's open 24 hours a day yeah. and you can use your card there as well <laughs> <laughs> so enjoying the experience yes yeah no I am I am loving it
Well, great to see some new enterprises at the farmer's market there. Tamsin Cormode uh, from the Little Meadow Farm in Jerby there. Uh, enthusiast, a little bit nervy because I think I caught her unawares, but uh, great to hear the, their story about how they got going and how they're trying to support the local industry as well. We've just got so many amazing foodie people on this island and they're so passionate about what they do, the story, the food miles, the heritage of this place. And obviously uh, Tam's, an, again, another passionate person. But to put it to the public, you know, they're in the centre of Ramsey every week. I think it's just fantastic. What an opportunity to buy local. Indeed. That's it. That's all we've got time for on this week's Countryside. We're back next week with more. So until then, from me, Simon Clark. And me, Kiri Kermode. We'll see you next week. Ta-da. Bye-bye.